This is the Coaching for Pastors podcast, episode 118. Hey, Pastor, thank you for joining me today for episode 118. My name is Jeff Cady. I'm the pastor of Community Heights Alliance Church in Newton, Iowa. I've been a pastor for 35 years, and I am honored to speak to you today. I want to encourage you to go to coachingforpastors.org slash mastermind if you would like to sign up for the free webinar that I'm going to be doing with my good friend Dave Bush on August the 16th. I'm going to say no more. Check it out yourself, coachingforpastors.org slash mastermind. Now, for today, I want to talk to you. Normally on Tuesdays, I talk to you about leadership. Yesterday, we talked about our spiritual life. And I talked to you about those fundamentals that I went back to, just taking a break in the summer, getting this uh, vacation time in. It's usually at the end of July, first part of August. Historically, that's been when my wife and I and our family, we just kind of pull, we pull out of ministry for a couple weeks, and we just kind of take that summer break, and I get that reset. And yesterday, I talked to you about resetting in, into the fundamentals of the, you know, God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the triune God, the Word of God, prayer. Now, I want to toggle you over to 1 Peter chapter 5, where Peter gives a charge to the elders. And now you know the passage, the first five, six, seven verses there in 1 Peter chapter 5. But there's a few things on there that I thought were interesting that Peter said that connect to us as we go back as pastors and we get back to the fundamentals of our call, the fundamentals of our ministry and what we do. And when we think about when we think about reconnecting with God, reconnecting with his word, deeply connecting in prayer, I want to note that Peter talks about not because you must, but because you are willing. Now this is shepherd the flock of God, right? Be shepherds of God's people. And as we think about being shepherds of God's people, part of being shepherds is leading them and teaching them and showing them the way is being the person ourselves that we desire them to be. Paul said this, follow me as I follow Christ, right? The things that you have seen and heard and learned from me do, and the God of peace will be with you. And so we would say the same thing as we shepherd our people, Peter says, not because you bust, but because you're willing. So I want to apply that to spending time with God, spending time in prayer, spending time in his word. Not because we must, not because these are, these are a part of a formula for us to have a successful ministry. No, no, but because we're willing, we want to. You know, there's that statement of, you know, uh, I don't like you, but I love you. I love you in the Lord, but I don't like you. You know, that, that really doesn't cut it. And here, Peter's saying it in just a little bit different way. You, you know, you must do this as a pastor. You must be shepherds of the flock of God. But he says, you, you can't do it out of duty or obligation. You have to be willing. You have to want to. And pastor, let, let me ask you, do you engage God's word? Do you have a relationship with God? Do you uh, spend time in prayer because you have to, because you're a pastor? because you really want to. You you want to spend time with God. You want to grow in your relationship with him. You, you want to. You want to be with him. You want God. How's your want to today, Pastor? Is it just a have to or is it a want to? 
I want to want God. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do ministry, but I don't want to do my walk with the Lord out of obligation or out of duty, but because I'm willing, because I want to. Then he says, eager to serve, eager. Are we eager to develop our relationship with the Father, with the Son, with the Holy Spirit? Are we eager to spend time in prayer? Are we eager to open God's Word? How do we get eager if we're not eager? I'm not a psychologist. I would say to you that the way I become eager is simply by doing it repetitiously and consistently. Then I find that after a week or two of not missing, whether it's a workout, a healthy eating plan, spending time with my wife, spending time in prayer, spending time reading God's Word, whatever it is, when I'm consistent, I'm eager. When I'm consistent, I I want to keep doing it because I see the value and I'm enjoying the experience. I'm I'm like, this is good. Reading God's Word, when you read God's Word, it fills you up. If it's not filling you up, well, then maybe there's something else that you have to think about. But when I read God's Word, when I read that first sentence, I, I have to, I'm telling myself, Jeff, you need to do this because, come on, admit it. There's a hundred other things calling us, right? There's a, a million other things calling us to do this, that, or the other thing. And we have to, we have to discipline ourselves to open up the Word than to read it. And am I eager to read God's Word? Am I eager to spend that time in prayer? Because when I'm done, I'm so glad that I didn't. I can't imagine uh, heading into the day or processing the day without having done that. And then he says, being an example to the flock. Are we doing this just for ourselves? Or are we actually doing this realizing that, hey, as I live my life, I don't only live unto myself, but as I live my life, other people see it and other people realize it. I remember one time when I told one of my elders years and years ago, hey, you don't know that I don't spend all day in my office playing video games. And he looked at me and he said, you're right, I don't. He goes, but if you were, after a while, we'd all know it. I thought, yeah, you're right, you would all know it. Because ultimately, our lives are going to be lived inside out. People are going to see. People are going to understand who we are. As they get to know us, as they spend time with us, who we are begins to rub off on other people. And Peter talks about being an example to the flock. And as I develop my walk with Jesus, as I develop my intimacy with the Word of God and in the Holy Spirit, I I want to be an example. And then he talks about humility in that 1 Peter 5 passage. Humility, that's so important. Pastor, are you practicing humility? You're, You're not proud, are you? I hope you're not proud because pride is such an evil thing. It's such a sinful thing. And it's so insidious. We have to guard against that. We have to practice the humility that Jesus practiced. Then he talks about that in that passage, 1 Peter 5, resisting the devil. Do you resist the devil? Do you turn your face toward God when you're tempted? As he said in Jeremiah, I mentioned a couple weeks ago, he said, they turn their back on me and not their face. God wants to see our face, not our back. When you're tempted, do you resist the devil by turning your face toward God and asking for his help? And then finally, he talks about after you've suffered a little while, being a pastor, part of the call is suffering. We're going to have to suffer. It's just the way it is. 
we're not going to have the American dream in the pastoral calling. If you're going to have a career as a pastor, it's not going to be the American dream. We're going to have to suffer. Maybe as we develop our relationship with, with God, maybe as we dig into his word, maybe as we spend time in prayer, maybe there's going to be suffering even involved in that. But we need to be willing to step into that. Going back to the fundamentals that we talked about yesterday, not because we must, but because we're willing, we're eager to serve, we're being an example to the flock, we're practicing humility, we're resisting the devil, and we're embracing the reality that we're going to be suffering. All those things are important, and those will help us as we lead the church of God as shepherds. Pastors, good to talk with you today. Thanks for doing what you're doing. Go for it today. I hope you have a great day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow on the Coaching for Pastors podcast.